Own Your Health Podcast. I'm Cindy Lynn, and I can't wait to help you step into your health power. Now, that may sound very strange coming from someone who sounds like I do. And normally, I would not record a podcast with my voice sounding like this and needing to sip tea on a regular basis. But I did think it was a really important time to check in because one of the things that I've talked about, touched on a number of times, is the the opposite or the counterpart, I shouldn't say opposite, the counterpart, the other side of the coin to owning your health. And that is owning your illness. Now this might feel threatening to some people. It might feel like blame. It might feel, um, there's a lot of thoughts that this stirs up. And it used to stir these thoughts up with me as well. So there was always, when I was growing up, there was always an excuse for why I would get sick. And the excuse usually had something to do with not listening to my mother. So very quickly, it became the sense that illness was a punishment. You didn't do what you were supposed to. You didn't wear your hat. You didn't wear your mittens and see you got sick. So there were consequences to not listening to your mother. This didn't in any way teach about being aware of our body. It didn't teach about trying to stay healthy. It just taught kind of the blame game. And I think there's a lot of people that still have this feeling that in some way, illness is punishment. And I'll take something like smoking. Very often you hear when someone is diagnosed with lung cancer, well, they were a smoker for 40 years. Now, I in no way advocate for smoking, but you can also point to a lot of people who've smoked for 40 years or more who never get lung cancer. So there is always another piece to the puzzle. And when you decide to own your health, when you decide to own your illness, you get to take a look at what those pieces are. And when you figure those pieces out, you can decide maybe what you want to do differently next time. And so I'm coming here today sounding like this. And if you're looking at the video looking like this, because I wanted to share how I got to where I did with this, with this illness. Keeping in mind that last week I was very much focused on not saying I was stressed out, not getting myself stressed out, not falling into that trap. And then things changed. And when things on the outside, things in my environment changed, and I wasn't intentional about my response to them, stress got the better of me. And when I didn't start making changes based on feeling that, okay, stress is getting better of me, I'm feeling a little bit off, you know, that feeling you have when something's trying to come over you. I just kept pushing through because it's late November. We're heading into December. There's stuff we have to do. And you know what? That's not really true. So let me give you a little bit of my story. 
how I'm owning it, how I'm thinking about it so I can make better choices next time, and even how I own my health in the throes of being pretty sick for the last two days. So I was traveling this weekend. My husband was traveling somewhere else this weekend, having great family time, lots of talking and laughing and um, not going to bed. If, I don't know if you get together with relatives and start catching up or friends and start catching up and you just don't seem to know enough to go to bed. So I got very little sleep. And then I had a family member who was also under the weather who I was helping to take care of. And then the rush was on to get home on Monday. Worked Tuesday and Wednesday. Had to squeeze that whole week into two days, right? And then Thursday was Thanksgiving. And I always host Thanksgiving. So I needed to do that. Thanksgiving was fairly early. So we started at like 2 o'clock. Pretty much everything was done and cleaned up by 9. And I was feeling pretty proud of myself. But pretty exhausted. I went to bed about 10 o'clock on Thursday night and I woke up Friday morning feeling like I had been hit by a train. I had a fever of 102 and change. I had body aches. I think there was not a hair anywhere that didn't hurt. Like every piece of my skin hurt. And in spite of the fact that the Friday after Thanksgiving, I always decorate the house. I always start some baking. I always start some shopping. I said, no. I quickly looked back, realized the perfect storm that I had created for myself. Bundled up with a lot more clothes, took some fire cider and some other supplements and got back in the bed. Okay. And with the exception of a sauna, hot bath, and sitting up for a little while, just while the sheets were being changed and, and the laundry being done and, and fresh pajamas um, were in the works, I was in bed for two days. And that is something in my past life, my life before owning my own health, I would have thought was impossible. There's just no way. You know, this feeling that um, the world obviously can't go on without me. Now, as silly as that statement sounds, I know how that feels when we get busy and we have obligations and we have commitments. But guess what? The world can't go on without you. And if you get even sicker, it's going to have to go on without you. So I invested two days in me and my health, in calming practices, in meditations, and in rest. Now, I woke up this morning. I still have a little bit residual laryngitis. That seems to be what hangs with me for the longest time. No fever today. And yet I've decided to take it slow. The Christmas tree is up. Perhaps it'll get decorated. Perhaps not. I showered, washed my hair, got dressed. And that was really about enough work for today. But I'm here at the end of the evening. And I feel still good. I don't feel like I'm run down again. I don't feel like I've taken any backward steps. And I've taken time to learn from this. I've also taken time to sit quietly and plan 
what my next few weeks are going to look like going into the holidays. Do I really want to do all of the things I've committed to? You know, when I'm in a place bursting with energy, I can very easily overcommit myself. And whether it's baking, whether it's cooking, whether it's entertaining, it's often better to sit quietly at a time where you don't have your maximum energy and say, okay, what are my priorities? If I couldn't do all of these things, if I had to take a day out or two days out, which ones are still really important to me? How can I be more efficient at getting the tasks done? What can I delegate? And you might be surprised at the answers that come to you when you're not in Superman or Superwoman mode. Because this kind of stress culminating in illness very often hits me right after Christmas. And it's a pattern that I've been trying to break. But you know what? This year I got hit with a few things, few curveballs, kind of out of the blue. Now, my purpose now is to become more resilient for those things, to um, know enough to go to bed, even when the conversation is good and everyone is having a good time, to know enough to eat the way my body wants to eat, not to get way out of whack with my foods and eating times and eating late at night. It's so much fun to join in, but I know that I paid a price for it. And this is all something that you figure out when you own your illness. Because if I had simply attributed this to the fact that, oh, my husband came home with a cold, or it got super cold outside, or I was around a lot of people, I would continue to blame others. Now, if my body's healthy and if I'm resilient, it doesn't really matter what's going on with others around me. And that's very often the position I'm in as the caretaker. As long as I take care of myself, I'm pretty resilient against most everything that comes true traveling by. And that's owning your own health. That's owning your health through sometimes having to own your illness. So if you find yourself in the throes of illness, I encourage you as you're coming out the other side and have a little bit more of a clear mind to look back and say, okay, what could I have done differently? Not for them, not for the people out there, not for the crowds, not for the airports, not for all of the rest of that. But what could I have done differently to make myself more resilient? And if you're looking for a way to manage stress as part of becoming more resilient, I encourage you to check out my special offer for the holidays for only $27. You actually get a module from my year-long program. And it will help you figure out how stress can actually work for you and how you can best spend time with family and friends and really have joy rather than stress. So check out the link for less stress, 
More Joy, only $27. It's an absolute no-brainer. And I will see you next time, hopefully with a lot better voice. Thanks for joining me. See you next week. If you want less stress and more joy this holiday season, grab my mini course linked below. Learn how to harness the power of stress and make it work for you. So you can avoid the exhaustion and overwhelm. You can greet each day with peace and smiles. And you can enjoy your family and friends more than you ever thought possible. And at $27, it's an absolute no-brainer. Be sure to share with someone you love and have a great holiday. The information contained in this podcast is provided for educational purposes only. It is not intended as medical advice. I am a nurse, but I'm not your nurse. Please see your personal health care provider for any concerns.